Jokinen must score to keep the Rangers' season alive. He's five for nine this year in shootouts. 40% for his career as he starts from way back near his own goal line and picks up the puck with lots of speed. Roaring on it is Jokinen. The deep, the save by Boucher, and the Flyers are going to the playoffs. Hey guys, welcome back to another The Take Podcast. Today we got a special NHL edition here with Nate Rossi and Ian Baldwin. Thanks for having, uh, coming, guys. It's going to be a great day talking about some hockey, just having fun. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, any opening statements from you guys or anything? Uh, just let's go Flyers, I guess. Oh, well, that. okay. And we got a little bit of a conflict. I'm a Blackhawks fan there. Flyers fan, so. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll get spicy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm a little outnumbered here, but uh, but we got some things to talk about. I'm excited. Let's get started, boys. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so let's jump into the playoff format. I mean, it's a little bit of a confusing format. Uh, I think partially because the NHL really had to make something that, you know, in their mind was fair for all the teams involved when, you know, we don't even have, we have teams who didn't even play all the same amount of games. So um, first off, we're taking the top four teams from each of the conference, top four teams from each of the conference. uh, They've already made their way into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we look at the East, the top four teams are the Bruins, the Lightning, the Capitals and the, and the Flyers. And in that order in the West, it's the Blues, the Avalanche, the Golden Knights, and the Stars in that order. So essentially, those eight teams have already clinched a playoff berth into what is going to be uh, the usual playoff format for the NHL, the one that we're used to. Um, and so they will actually play a round robin to decide seeding among those four teams. That that four is what the order is now, uh, but the round robin will ultimately determine what the seeding is uh, for all four of those teams. And then we have other teams who are involved in uh, essentially a qualifying round. Um, so we have the Hurricanes, Rangers, Islanders, Panthers, Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets, Oilers, Blackhawks, Predators, Coyotes, Canucks, Wild Flames, and Jets who are all still in it and will all be playing in the qualifying round. Um, And half of those teams will make it and advance to what is the normal NHL playoffs, while the other half will be eliminated. Um, Mm -hmm. So this actually works in the favor of some of the bottom teams. They still have a chance to make the playoffs when otherwise uh, (laughs) they pretty much wouldn't. And yeah, the Blackhawks are are one of those teams. Um, So Uh, I mean, not be in it. So let's get into it. So predictions for the round robin. Um, Ian, you can go first. All right. What are your predictions for this round robin? So I I have some bias because I am a Flyers fan, but I also know the Flyers. So I tried to keep it as objective as possible. So in the East, I have the Caps taking the one spot because they are usually just work like a well-oiled machine, especially coming out when there are stakes to play for they typically always are going to show up. Um, And honestly, they've been playing well all season. They always play well. It's just a safe pick for them to get that number one seed. Next, I have the Bruins for the same exact reason. They played well and hard all season. They're a tough team. They are a very physical team. And I think that's definitely going to give them an advantage in this round robin, Um, this round robin format, just because – like, I don't think a lot of teams are going to expect the physicality that the Bruins bring, which is definitely going to be kind of a shock because your body's not going to be used to taking those blows right now like it was during the season. So I think they'll take that number two spot. Number three, I have Tampa taking it just because raw talent that they always have. Um, they're never really great in the playoffs for whatever reason, but <laughs> – regular season they just have the most raw talent and i think it'll show up in this round robin but in terms of chemistry and style of play i think the caps and the bruins have that edge over them and last but not least we do have the flyers in the four seed 
just because the Flyers, as we know, every single season, they always start out slow. No matter what, it's always going to happen. And honestly, I'm very, very, very happy that we clinched this spot because I think, honestly, I think us taking a beating for three games, I think that'll get that slow start out of the way right off the bat. And then once the actual playoffs start, I think is when we'll start to hit our stride. So with all that, that's the East. And then if we go to the West, I have St. Louis taking the top spot, Stanley Cup champions last year. They played very well this year. Um, it just kind of seemed like a pretty um, pretty easy choice for me. And then two, I actually have Vegas just because they're like the Flyers, except they don't really – like their team style is a lot like the Flyers, not too many superstars, but just a lot of depth and a lot of solid players. And I think they just start – they just always start better than the Flyers. They're more consistent than the Flyers. And honestly, compared to these other teams like the Avalanche and Dallas, they're just a stronger team to go up against. So I think they'll take the two seed. Um, Number three, I do have Colorado because they really, really heated up at the end too. And then they played well all season. Um, So I have them at three. And then Dallas is at four just because um, I feel like compared to everyone else, they're just kind of like – a pretty big outlier. So that's where I have, have my round robin seating. All right, Nate, how about you? Um, took a little different approach, but um, for the East, I have the Bruins um, either going 3-0 or 2-1. Um, I think that the, the Bruins are dominant in the regular season and in the playoffs. And uh, they always come out strong. They have, you know, like Ian said, they have a big physical game, big offense, great goalie. And I think that that'll just cause them to have a commanding lead over these other three teams. Uh, then I have the Capitals, you know, probably going two and one. Um, you know, they'll be able to pull off wins against maybe the the Lightning and the Flyers. Then you got the Lightning, um, who never have any playoff success. Yeah, that's right, Nikita Kucherov, suck it. Patrick Kane's better than you. Um, but um, they're going to go one and two. Uh, they just they they can have they can break a season record with wins and still get knocked out in the first round. Like. I just don't see them having any playoff success. And then, of course, you have the Flyers at number four. No ill will. I just think that, like Ian says, they have a slow start. I don't think that'll necessarily affect how they play, but I think that, you know, they'll have a slower start either going one and two or 0 and three. Then in the West, um, I actually have the Avalanche going three and 0. Um, I, it's a, it's a, it's a bold prediction, but from what I saw the last month or so of how they played, I don't think I could see many teams stopping them right now. They were dominant against some of the best in the in the league. They they didn't you know waver when they played a bad team. They're just insane. Uh, Nathan McKinnon is a tank. He's also my namesake, so pretty cool. Um, number two, I got the Blues. You know Stanley Cup, you know champs from last year. I think they'll still be a big a uh, big part of the playoffs. I think though that the Avalanche have a little bit of an edge on them. At least we've seen that in the regular season. Um, then I have the Golden Knights going one and two. I'm not saying they're bad. I just think that uh, the Avalanche and the Blues have a little bit of an edge against them with a little bit more star power. Um, and then with a uh, speaking of stars, number four, the Dallas stars, they kind of just snuck in um, and they had a little bit of a playoff push. Like they, they, they had a much smaller, you know, push that the, like the Avalanche had, and I don't think it's strong enough to compete against some of these, you know, elite teams. So I think they'll probably finish out 0 and three in the bracket. So that's my, Round Robin, not Red Robin, because that's what I called it before. <laughs> what do you got, Nate? Yeah. Um, so before I actually get into this, I, I've i been thinking the Lightning are an interesting team. Do you guys think that this format is going to help them or hurt them more than it otherwise would have? Because you both mentioned that uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning struggle in the playoffs. They do well in the regular season. So what do you mm-hmm. think this – I mean, what do you think this does really quickly? What do you think this does to their chances? Because it's, it's interesting to try to predict, you know, what effect this is going to have on teams like, you know, the Lightning who, str- who struggle in the playoffs or teams like the Flyers or the Avalanche who were building so much momentum before we had to pause the season. What do you guys think about the Lightning? And you can start with this one. All right. Yeah, I actually, now that you bring it up, I think it might help them. Like for the same reason that I honestly think it will help the Flyers is just the same thing this will give them a chance to kind of like 
I don't know how to word it, but like <clears throat> essentially settle into the playoffs per se and maybe get that like playoff vibe before they they actually get into the playoffs and they can kind of like figure out what is wrong with them in that playoff setting and why they just don't do as well. Um, so actually it could kind of help them because then they could kind of troubleshoot and figure out, okay, what are we doing differently in the playoffs that we were doing in the regular season and how can we make, how can we carry over like our regular season success into the playoffs based on like what we're doing differently. So I think it actually might help them in, in that sense. Now that you bring it up, I didn't even think of that though. Hmm. I'll, I guess for the latter of argument, I'll disagree and say that they, I think it'll hurt them at least for the, so for the flyers and the avalanche, I think that, those will be teams that won't really let the, um, the you know, the gap in time, let their, you know, their fuel die down. I think they're still going to be fueled because, you know, they, they assumed, I assume most of the players thought the season would return. So they were just being ready. Um, with the Lightning, though, I mean, you look at their last two playoff runs, they got like 4-0, you know, not, not always, but they got slacked in the first round. Um, and I think that, it, it, with this round robin, it may just fizzle them out even more, just take out even more of their, you know, momentum or, or confidence. If because uh, these are some tough teams they're going up against, the Bruins, the Caps, and even the Flyers have a chance of beating the, the Lightning. And so I think that um, even if the Lightning do well in this round robin and they play, you know, the eighth seed or whoever it is, you know, in the um, the next round, I think there's still a very high chance that they could get taken down in that round and that's the the problem is that the lightning are inconsistent and mm-hmm. um so someone like the bruins are pretty dominant on all aspects but the lightning you don't really know what you're going to get with them but it'll be interesting to see um i think it'll really be unlike any other playoffs um you know we've seen in the past yeah yeah and nate i'm gonna have to agree with you i think i see the boston bruins in the east coming out on top after this this round robin I mean, I think they've got the talent. I think that they have the experience, and I think they just far and away were the best team during the regular season. I think that they continue that early, and I think they get off to a hot start. Um, I think Capitals will probably end up in that second spot. Uh, you know, again, they they kind of got that monkey off their back when they won the Stanley Cup. Um, They, for a long time, people looked at them as a team who couldn't perform in the playoffs. Uh, But again, they they won the Stanley Cup. Alex Ovechkin got his first. I think they get off to a hot start as well. And I think in the bottom two spots, you'll have the Flyers and the Lightning who who get off to to slower starts just because of some of the stuff that we've we've mentioned earlier. Um, In the West, I have the Avalanche in the first spot. I think they start, they carry some of that momentum over from when, you know, how they were playing so well before the break. Uh, I have the blues in that second spot, just because again, talent, uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. that they're a better team than the golden Knights or the stars. I think it's in, I think it's interesting in the West. I think that if we look at the blues and the avalanche, I think that you can make a distinction and really draw a line Um between you know those top two teams and those bottom two teams. I think the Blues and the Avalanche are just far and away better teams than the Golden Knights and the Stars, and I think that'll show in the round robin. Um, so predictions for essentially who you think has the best chance out of these eight teams to win the Stanley Cup. Who are you going to pick as, as your number one team um, to you know, go on a run, and make it to the Stanley Cup, potentially win the Stanley Cup out of these top eight teams. Ian? All right, so I know this is a little biased. A little bit. Just a little bit. But I actually do firmly believe that the Flyers have a really strong shot at a Stanley Cup. I mean, you know, when when I look at, like, you know, I mean, Flyers beat the Caps, I think, like, I forget how many times we played them during the season. We beat them most of the time, and especially when it really, really counted. I mean, our most recent – we had a two-game stretch back-to-back against Washington, one in Philly and one in Washington. I believe it was, like, a two weeks before the season went paused, and we won both games, which was huge. 
um, to put us tied with them. And then, unfortunately, the Flyers and the, the Caps just kept winning after that, and we just kind of stayed tied for a very, very, very long time. But I think that the Flyers can definitely overcome the Caps in that sense. Um, as for the Lightning, um, the Flyers, obvi- like at least in my opinion, Lightning just um, never really do well in the playoffs. And um, I honestly think that the Flyers could easily overcome that. I think they have a lot more chemistry. And as for the Bruins, this is the only one where I really think that we could really – like they could really knock us out like really, really hard. Um, but I don't know. There's just something special about this team. Like with Oscar Lindblom having cancer and every, like the whole team, the whole city really just rallying behind him. And I mean, Oscar has still been so ingrained with this team. He showed up for photo day. He skated with the team. uh, I believe it was last week during workouts. He, he just finished his chemo treatment. Like I, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Um, So when I look at it, this team wants this so bad just for, for Oscar. I think we have so much chemistry, like whatever Vigneault did from, I mean, whatever Vigneault did when he stepped in, we have so much more chemistry than we have had in years as a team. And I think that's really going to show. And I think chemistry is really going to be, critical in a time where we didn't have any hockey for a long time. And I think that, you know, granted they're te- like the Bruins are more talented and they're more physical, but I don't see many other teams aside from the avalanche that have the chemistry that the flyers have. And especially with a break that we had, I think communication and chemistry are going to be a big key to success, like for any team in this format. And, you know, Call it wishful thinking, but I really do think we have a really good shot at the cup. I mean, I look at, you know, like you said, St. Louis and Avalanche, they they really are like the top two. But again, I think we can battle it out with them just on the basis of what, like not only how well we play together, but how hard, like how hard we play and how much we want this and how united this whole team is by what, you know, behind Oscar Lindblom. Also, not to mention, we might be getting Nolan Patrick back, too, by the time this starts, which would be a massive improvement. Um, I mean, his, his awareness and vision on the ice is impeccable. I, I've never seen anything like it. So when I see who we're getting back, also, not to mention, Carter Hart's going to be 100% healthy. Um, so when I see all of this, I really think the Flyers have a really, really good shot. Nate, who you got out of these eight teams? Um, it pains me to say this because um, they're rivals with the uh, Blackhawks, but you can't deny the the talent and the insane push that they had. I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I think that the only team that poses a threat to them would be the Blues. Um, though I think with the Blues of last season to the Blues of this season, it was completely different. The Blues of last season were underdogs. They were underrated. They were you know, no one expected them to do anything and they just uh, emerged, but now everybody's expecting something of them. And um, I think that that might be a, a you know, a, a negative thing for them. Whereas the avalanche are not really used to anything, to be honest, they, they don't have much playoff success, but I think that like Ian said with the flyers, they have that momentum, that team chemistry. And I think that um, the avalanche, not many teams will be able to compete with them, especially in a, you know, best of, five best of seven format the the avalanche will just continue to dominate um yeah i think the blues are the only team that poses that threat but um i think that the avalanche are just gonna explode in this round robin and then explode through the rest of the playoffs dominating the uh competition um there might you know there may be some upsets here and there um i'd love to see the the stars try and do something i am again a blackhawks fan but i do like some of the players in the stars um, and, but, um, you know, I just don't think they have the, the, the power and cause there's, there's elite teams and then there's good teams. And I think the elite teams, like the, the blues, the avalanche, the caps, the Bruins, you just can't, 
like they're consistent no matter what they don't slip up very often so yeah my my team is the avalanche um i think that they have probably one of the best chances to win the stanley cup yeah and i think the avalanche and the blues are probably helped along by the fact that uh, the east is a little bit more contentious i think that the path to the cup is a little bit easier for the avalanche and the blues than Mm -hmm. it is for some of the top teams in the eastern conference Uh, but with that said i'm going to pick the bruins I think that, you know, their combination of talent, experience, depth, and let's not forget goaltending. They had a great mm-hmm. goaltending yeah. tandem in the regular season. Uh, they had uh, Yaroslav Halak, and then they, uh, they of course, you know, they of course had, you know, their starter who's won them multiple cups. So, right. you know, they had that great goaltending tandem, and I, I just think that they're too talented um, – not to make a run. And I think in the end, they'll end up winning the cup, uh, especially out of these top eight teams that, that we see here playing this uh, round Robin. I, I just think that, you know, we look back at the history of Stanley cup champions and it's not often that teams that finished as the best team in the league record wise. So the president's trophy winner, um, which in this case was the Bruins. It doesn't often happen that those teams win the Stanley cup. But I think the fact that, you know, this is a start after having a long pause, it's, yeah. it's a different type of playoffs. The Bruins have that first round bye because they're one of these top eight teams. I just think, you know, this, this fresh restart, having all that time off, I think that helps them. Uh, and I think even though they won the President's Trophy, I think they're going to end up winning the Stanley Cup. I think they're too good not to. I just – I think they're set apart from the rest of the teams mm-hmm. in the league. I think if you're going to pick one team that's just better from a talent perspective, from a depth perspective, from a goaltending perspective, mm-hmm. it's the Bruins. So they're my pick out of these top eight teams. Um, right. So let's look at the qualifying round now. Um, I mean, we can just go through this, go through this uh, game by game um, and we'll all give our picks uh, really quickly. So first matchup, let's start with the Eastern conference. Penguins, uh, the fifth seed against the Montreal Canadiens, the 12th seed. Ian, you can start us off. Who do you have winning this one really quick? Oh, Penguins. I mean, much more talent, much more chemistry. Montreal, I mean, barely snaked in. No offense, Nate, but just like the Blackhawks. um, (laughs) They really – I mean, Penguins are just going to blow them out of the water. They Mm -hmm. were a great team at the beginning of the year, much as I hate to admit it because I loathe the Penguins. But – Great team at the beginning of the year. A lot of people were mad that the Flyers got in over them, even though the Flyers deserved it. But, you know, because while the Flyers had more points and uh, admittedly a better record, people thought Penguins were just a better team. But Penguins are just going to absolutely curb stop Montreal. It won't even really be fair, in my opinion. Nate? Um, yeah, same thing. Got the Penguins. Um, the Canadians are, they squeaked in the same with the Blackhawks and I don't think they were really expecting to play. <laughs> um, and the Penguins, they've just been dominant. Like Ian said, all season, I think it'll be a three, one pens when maybe the Montreal Canadiens pull off a win in home, but yeah, it's going to be the Penguins. Um, pretty, pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, out of all the teams that are in this qualifying round, I, I think we can safely say that the Penguins are the best of all those teams. They have the mm. best record. Um, I mean, the fact that the East is so deep, uh, you know, it just kind of shows you how good the Penguins were, even though they didn't mm-hmm. make this this top eight. I mean, they had a better record than the Golden Knights and the Stars, who made the top four in the West. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had this as a, a pretty, pretty quick series, Penguins winning it. They're just a more mm-hmm. talented team. Um, so let's move on to the sixth-seeded Carolina Hurricanes, and the 11th-seeded New York Rangers. Ian, go ahead. I mean, I got Carolina, honestly. I think they're kind of an underdog team in the East. They were playing, especially, like, latter half of the season. They started playing really well, started playing with a lot of purpose. Um, Obviously, they didn't squeak into that that playoff, the top four. But I'll tell you what, they gave a lot of teams a run for their money in Mm -hmm. the second half of the season. And the Rangers, while, you know, they have an old uh, Henrik Lundqvist and not to mention, they just can't score goals to save their lives. So, I mean, it's a pretty easy series for me. Caroline is going to get in over New York. Nate? Um, I got to go with the end, too. The Hurricanes, 
you know, like Ian said, they gave the other uh, players, uh, you know, they gave the Flyers, the the Penguins, the Caps, the run for their money. But we don't really know what they're going to look like in the in the playoffs. So that's why I have it a little bit closer at three to two, Canes. The Rangers, you know, they have a lot of holes, but they also had Artemi Panarin and, and Lundqvist is pretty clutch in the playoffs. So they'll be able to give them a run for their money. And we don't really know what the Canes will do in the playoffs, but I think that they can hold off the Rangers and, you know, pull off a series win. Yeah, I'm going to be the lone wolf here, and I'm going to take the Rangers. Um, I'm going to say the Rangers upset the Hurricanes, and it's mostly for one reason. If you look at the season series, there were four meetings between these two teams, and the Rangers won all four. They went yeah. to and um, they outscored the Canes 17-9. to You know, I think that the Hurricanes are actually a better team. They, they started to play really well at the end of the season, but I think that – you know, a lot about sports is the matchups, and the Rangers are clearly uh, – they clearly have the advantage in this matchup. They won the season series. Uh, they were 4-0 in the season series. Um, so, I mean, to me, that's an indicator that the Rangers are actually going to upset the Hurricanes. So, I'm going to be the lone wolf here. I'm going to take the Rangers. Um, next one, New York Islanders. Uh, they are seeded the seventh seed. And the tenth seed, Florida Panthers. I guess I could, I'll take, I'll take this one. Um, I, cause I have a little different, I have an upset. I have the Panthers winning this one. Um, now the Islanders are a very strong, stable team. Um, honestly, I think that they're the better team, but I think that the Panthers, you may see a different team in the playoffs. I mean, you look at Joel Quinville, he's had some success in the playoffs, you know, he knows how to coach a team. And I think that um, the Panthers, they, they've scored a lot of goals. I think they were top 10 in goal scored, but they were also, like 28th in goals allowed. Like they were, they, they were pretty bad. And I think that's really going to be on the shoulders of Sergei Bobrowski to, you know, step up and clutch up. And I think that if he does that, I think the Panthers can take this series because they have the, the scoring. Their defense is the only thing that struggles. But you don't necessarily need a defense if your goalie is, you know, playing lights out. And I think that he can step up in that clutch moment. So, yeah, I have the Panthers winning this one, 3-2, upsetting the Islanders. Ian? Uh, Nate, it's funny you say that. I had the same thing. Wow. <laughs> I, I really think that the Panthers are going to upset just for the same reasons you said. Um, I think that, you know, we're going to see a different Panthers team entering the playoffs. Joel Quinneville has obviously has playoff experience, much as I hate the Blackhawks. Um, but, I mean, you know, a well-coached team in this time is pretty, pretty important, um, especially with this break that we've had. Um, also, not to mention, Bob is a very clutch goalie. He really can step up. I mean, he he took the blue – I think he made the Blue Jackets like a fourth seed last season. They were a really good team. I mean, and now all of a sudden, you know, once they lose Bob, I mean, they're, they're not nearly as good without Bob. So, I mean, obviously he's an impact player. I think he's going to clutch up, and I think Quenneville is going to just out just out-coach um, – the Islanders, my opinion. Well, it looks like I'm going to be the lone wolf again because I'm going to actually <laughs> take the Islanders. Um, I think they're just the more talented team. Uh, their season showed that. And not only that, they won all three meetings between these two teams in, uh, the, regular, in the regular season. And, I mean, the Panthers really struggled to score against them this year. They, they only scored four goals against the Islanders in three games. So that leads me to believe that yeah. It'll probably be the Islanders. I, I just think they're a better team. All right. Um, so the number eight Toronto Maple Leafs against the ninth seeded Columbus Blue Jackets. Ian? I'm going to take the Maple Leafs just because I think they're a better goal scoring team. Um, oh, my gosh, Nate. You literally just said who they traded for him. Now I'm blank. Tavares. Tavares. Thank you. They traded for Tavares. I think that's going to be – he's going to be a huge impact player in this series. The Blue Jackets, like I said, they're just not as good without Bob. And I just think that, you know, Maple Leafs will just snake it in over, over Columbus. Hey. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Ian. Um, I think that a lot of people are skeptical of the Maple Leafs because of their failures in the playoffs. But I think that not only was Travars the big pick, but he was a leader that they needed to rally the team. And I think you're gonna, they're going to see a new Maple Leafs team. I'll talk about it later in the podcast, but I think that they'll, you know, trump the Blue Jackets. The, um, the Maple Leafs are just such a dominant team offensively and defensively. So, yeah, I got the Maple Leafs winning this one. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Maple Leafs as well. And for a lot of the same reasons that you guys were saying, you know, the Leafs are, I think, a more talented team on paper. 
Um, I mean, these two teams had pretty similar seasons. The Maple Leafs, I mean, they really underperformed. A lot of people had them as a Stanley Cup pick before the season started. Uh, but they do have that talent, and I think the talent is going to be extra important in this cold restart. So I think it's going to be the Maple Leafs. Um, they were third in the Atlantic Division before, you know, we stopped the season. So they were in a playoff spot. I just think they're the better team. They're more talented. Uh, so it looks like all three of us are taking the Maple Leafs over the Columbus Blue Jackets. So let's move to the West. The number, the fifth-seeded Edmonton Oilers and the 12th-seeded Chicago Blackhawks. Nate, let's go with you first because this is your team. This is the Blackhawks. This is my team, and I love me some Blackhawks. Um, I'll be honest, though. I think most of the Blackhawks players weren't expecting to play. Um, I think Patrick <laughs> Kane was looking forward to sitting back and sipping a cold one watching the playoffs from his home. Uh, and icing his back from carrying the team. But um, I think that this will be the, the closest series in the playoffs. And the reason I say that is because both teams are not complete teams, I'll say that much. Um, the Oilers, they have, as much as I don't like them, they have Connor McDavid. And the only reason I don't like him is because he always steals the thunder from Patrick Kane. But, um, but you know, he's an insane uh, player. Uh, and then they have Leon, I don't even know how to say his last name, Dreitzel or something like that, um, which is like just a, such a – Dreitzel or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, you guys know who he is. He's, they're, they're an insane pair. They're offensive cannons. But they also kind of lack on the defensive side. And from the, the three games that the Oilers and the Blackhawks played, the Blackhawks won one, and it was within two goals of the other two. I think it was 4-3 and then 5-3 from an empty net. So it's a close series, but I think the Blackhawks have so many holes that they need to fill, especially with coaching. Fire Jeremy Colton. Uh, sorry, I do not like him in the slightest. Uh, he's, a, he's a Gabe Kapler of the NHL. Gold looking sense. pretty good now, huh? <laughs> I know. I want, I want Coach Q back. But, um, but I think that the Oilers will take this one. Um, I'll say some more stuff on the Blackhawks later, but um, as being an, you know, a realist, I don't think I can see the Blackhawks you know, giving up, so to say, their season and coming back and, you know, rallying up. So I've got the Oilers winning 3-2 in this series. Wow, so Nate picking against his own team. Ian, what do you think <laughs> on this series? I, I'm taking Edmonton. I mean, Nate, Nate said it. They have holes in goaltending with no offense, but Corey Crawford just, for whatever reason, he just doesn't really have it that much anymore this season. I mean, that was pretty evident. And when you have – offensive cannons like Connor McDavid and Dreitzel. I mean, Dreitzel, I don't know how to say his name. But when you when you have the offensive cannons like they do, I mean, I think that pairing is like the highest goal-scoring pair in like the NHL. Mm -hmm. no yeah. Question. Um, I mean, and especially with the, the lack of goaltending that the Blackhawks have right now. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's just going to be a bloodbath, I think, for – for Chicago. I, I don't see this going very far um, in that respect. So I'm going to have to go Edmonton here. All right. So two picks for the Oilers and I'm going to be the lone wolf again. I'm going to take the black. Wow. I think that experience, two things, experience and talent. Now mm -hmm. I do think the Oilers have more talent, but if you look at the experience for the Blackhawks, this is a team that a lot of people called a, a dynasty a few years ago. I mm -hmm. mean, you have Corey Crawford who has won a few cups, you know, and then you have all these offensive players that, they, that you know, they still have that, have that experience in the playoffs. Um, and I know the Blackhawks have underperformed in the last few years. Um, you know, they've gone through that natural cycle that most teams go through where, you know, they had that, they had that big up where they, they won a few Stanley Cups. Um, and now they've cooled down in the last few years. But I just think that their playoff experience uh, going into this, this really strange playoff format, it really helps them, I, you know, I think – I expect Corey Crawford to step up in that. I know he didn't have a very good year. I know he underperformed this year. But I expect him to step up like he did, like he has in the playoffs uh, previously. And I'm going to take the Blackhawks. I mean, I know, I know it's a big upset, but mm -hmm. I, I just like their playoff experience. And the Oilers just don't really have any. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Connor McDavid is a really talented guy, but he doesn't have the experience that you'd want him to have going into a playoffs where you have to win an extra five game series. Mm. And then, you know, on top of all the series, if you make it into the playoffs, all the series you have behind that. So I just think that the Blackhawks experience is going to win them the series and it's going to be a big upset. So uh, you guys both took the Oilers. I took the Blackhawks. 
Uh, moving on to Nashville versus Arizona. Nashville's the sixth seed. Arizona is the eleventh. <laughs> Nate, what do you think? I hate the Predators, just for the record. <laughs> but um, I think this will be a lot closer series than people realize. Absolutely. The Coyotes are kind of underrated. Now, they didn't really do amazing, but they have a lot of talent on their team, and I think that they have a good chance. But um, the Predators, I think if the Predators were in any other division, they'd be, they might have even made that four that first four seed, but the fact that they're stuck with the Stars, the Avalanche, the Blackhawks, you know, the Wild, it's very tough to battle. I, I'm going to take the Predators on this one, though. They have the experience in the playoffs and just, I think, overall a better team, um, as much as I hate to say it. Um, I'd like to see the Coyotes, you know, do something, but I don't think that Phil Kessel can carry the Coyotes to really anything. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Predators on this one, um, but I'd love to see the Coyotes try and upset something. Ian? I I don't know. <clears throat> I really don't know about this series because the Coyotes are just that annoying itch team that <laughs> they'll just play like such high against such high caliber teams and somehow pull off a win like out of nowhere. And I could it's really a coin toss for me because I love the Predators. They're my second favorite team in the NHL. Um, I love Pecorine. I loved Mike Fisher. I love PK Subban. Um, but I know neither all, all but Pecorine are still on the Preds or are not on the Preds. Pecorine is still there. But um, Unfortunately. honestly, um, I could see it going either way. But gun to my head, if I'm picking one, I think I might pick Nashville just because I think they're I think it'll be close. And I would not be surprised at all if it went the other way. I really don't. But just the fact that Pecorine is such a solid, experienced goaltender. Um, they need a little help on the offensive side in Nashville, but I think ultimately Pecorino – I really like Pecorino in the playoffs always. Um, I know Arizona has a loaded offense, but um, Nashville is a defensive team, and I think they can, they can put up – I think they can stay strong, hopefully, if, um, you know, if they're deep – because they do play well defensively. Um, the problem is they just they can't really score lately. Um, so I'm going to go with Nashville, but I could also see Arizona get that. Yeah, I'm going to make it three picks for Nashville. I just think they're the better team. Um, you know, I don't think the Coyotes can get off to a hot start like they did at the beginning of the regular season. I mean, they were one of the best teams in the NHL at the beginning uh, of this 2019-2020 this season. But I just don't envision them doing it again. I, I just don't think that. I mean, they have offensive talent. But, you know, I think that they just don't have the, necessarily the depth they need. Um, and they have some significant holes in their team. Uh, after that hot start, I mean, they really didn't play well for 75% of the season. So I'm going to take Nashville. Uh, Vancouver and Minnesota. Vancouver, the Canucks are the seventh seed and the Wild are the tenth seed. Nate, who do you got? I would say if the Canucks were playing any other team but the Wild, I'd take the other team. Um, I, I think that the Canucks are going to be good in the next few years, but they're such a young team. Um, and I think it's Elias Patterson, I think is his name. He's, he was a rookie last year. He's carrying that team, but he's very young and inexperienced, so I'm not sure how he'll perform in the playoffs. But on the other hand, the Wild really aren't much to you know go about. They're not that amazing. I mean, you know, they had another tough division, but – um, I don't think – I think that the Canucks just have more talent and will be able to beat the Wild. But, like I said, if there was any other team, I'd take the, the, the other team over the Canucks. But I think just the Wild aren't uh, enough of a team to defeat the talent of the Canucks. So, i got to go with the Canucks on this one. All right, one for the Canucks. Ian? This one I'm not really too sure about because the Wild can show out sometimes when they really need to. Um and honestly, I actually think I might take the Wild as an upset just because I think Wild, um, you know, granted they are in a tough division and I understand that. And I think honestly that might help them a little bit in this case because they're used to going up against tougher teams than the Canucks. And Nate said it hit it right on the head. The Vancouver is a young team and I don't think they're really going to be used to this kind of format, um, which is why I honestly think the Wild are going to upset and take this one. Yeah, Ian, I'm going to agree with you. That's going to make it uh, two picks for the slight underdog Wild. Um, 
but I mean, I was looking at this and, you know, the wild edged out the Canucks in the season series, just barely. Um, this is a lot closer than the seating would suggest. It's, it's a seven and a 10. So, I mean, that's not too far apart, but in reality, the Canucks only finished, I think three points better than the wild. Um, so they were pretty much similar teams throughout the regular season. Um, and so I'm going to take the wild as a, as a slight upset here. Um, so that I get, we're taking the wild here as an upset two to one. Um, and moving on to our last matchup in this, uh, this qualifying round series, we have the Calgary flames who are seated at eight and the Winnipeg jets at nine. Ian, what do you think? I'm going to take the upset here. I'm going to take Winnipeg. I think they're a little better, a little bit better of an offensive team. Calgary just never really struck me as a team that really ever got it together. And I think just Winnipeg is a little bit better, more of a unified team than Calgary. I still think, you know, granted, I don't think Winnipeg has it clearly figured out. I think they could be good in the next few years. Um, But right now they're just kind of inexperienced. And I think they have it just slightly more figured it out than Calgary. So I'm going to take, you know, slight upset Winnipeg over Calgary. Nate? Uh, Jerome McGinley's time is over. The Flames, are, you know, uh, chances, I think, are diminished. They did pretty good at the beginning of the season, but then they kind of started to fizzle out a little bit. Um, I, like you said, I just don't see them performing too well. The, the Winnipeg Jets uh, can show that they can play against some of the best. They battled against the Avalanche, the Stars, the Blues. Like, they – except for the Blackhawks, they always lose to us um, <laughs> for some reason. But, uh, but I think that they can edge out this win. I'm going to take the Jets as well. Um, I think that they had, even though they're ranked behind, I think they had a better season. I think, again, if they were in another division, even the Flames division, they'd be in front of the Flames. And, uh, yeah, so I'm taking the Jets in this one. Close, close matchup, though. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets, too. So that's going to make it three for the Jets. Mm -hmm. I mean, I agree with you guys. It's going to be a close matchup. Uh, But the reason I think I'm going to take the Jets is just because they have better goaltending. Connor Hallebuck, I think, stands out to me over – kind of the the tandem that the Flames have, you know, two fringe starters, Cam Talbot being one of them. I just don't really trust their goaltending. I'm going to take Hellebuck over them any day of the week. So that's why I'm going to take the Jets in a close series. All right. So that's it for the qualifying round, our predictions for the qualifying round. Um, I was on my own a little bit there. I had a, I had a couple, <laughs> couple a upsets of, that you guys aren't yeah. taking. The Rangers being one of them. Uh, the Blackhawks being the other, uh, but yeah. there we go. That's our picks for the qualifying round. Um, so let's move on to, to playoff predictions as a whole really quick. Um, let's each pick an underdog um, mm. really quickly. Let's go over who we think is an underdog team that might, you know, sneak into the playoffs here uh, and take home Stanley cup championship in 2020. Ian, what do you think? Who's your underdog team? So I have one in the East and one in the West. So my Eastern underdog is Carolina. Like I said, they were battling it out that second half of the season. And I think that's going to translate very nicely into this new format, especially because if they, they'll beat Arizona, that'll give them like a nice confidence boost heading into the actual playoffs. And I think, you know, they could be that kind of almost that, if you will, like that Washington Nationals type team where, you know, the Nats barely snuck into the playoffs in the MLB, and then they wound up winning and going to the World Series. And I feel like Carolina might have that same type of vibe. Um, also, in the West, because I'm biased, um, I have the, the Preds actually sneaking in there. Peter Lafayette is a great coach. I really think that Pecorine is just a stellar goaltender, and the tandem of those two – with the experience they have and the knowledge that they have. I mean, this isn't their first time, you know, going to the playoffs and making a deep run and experience like that in a situation like this is so priceless that I think honestly, I could see them sneaking in and getting the cup as well. Mm-hmm. Nate, who's your underdog? Um, I also have um, one in the East and one in the West In the East. I got the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, if there was no playoff, you know, like weirdness, they'd be the eighth seed and they'd be playing the Bruins. And yeah, I don't really yeah. think there's much. I think though, if they can take down the Blue Jackets, that'll give them enough momentum 
and, you know, confidence to be able to defeat the Bruins if they are the first, whoever, because they'll be playing the first seed of whoever, you know, wins out in the Robin, round Robin. So I think that this will give them momentum. They have new leadership. They're a young team. Austin Matthews, still not a better American than Patrick Kane, but that's not important. Um, but they have a lot of talent, a lot of, you know, unique things. And I think that they're in a St. Louis Blues of last season kind of, um, you know, it's same same setting you know they're underrated and um and in the west um no shocker here i'm picking the blackhawks and everybody's like oh you you picked didn't pick them to beat the oilers but that was you know my slightly unbiased uh you know decision but i think that the blackhawks so the blackhawks were two and one and then they lost in overtime to the oilers in um in the regular season i and the blackhawks also were riddled with injuries they lost calvin dehan brent seabrook um, Brandon Saad, a lot of key players. Um, and um, I think that they're coming, they're all coming back healthy now. Um, and so this will be a nice um, kind of revival. It's like a new season almost. Um, I think that if the Blackhawks can beat the Oilers, then they're probably going up against the Avalanche. If they go up against the Avalanche, for some reason, the, the Blackhawks have just played either really well against the Avalanche or they've gotten, you know, destroyed. And I think that um, the Blackhawks, like you said, Corey Crawford can step up. Patrick Kane is going to be clutch no matter what. The guy is – he's insane. I remember last season he scored like 40 points in like 30 games to get us close to the playoffs. Um, but I think that um, the Blackhawks, if they end up playing the Blues instead, they're done. They lost the Blues out of three, uh, out of three in the season. But, um, yeah, I think that the injuries um, – coming, you know, the healthy players coming back, Patrick Kane continuing to dominate no matter what, and possibility of Quick Crawford. I think the Blackhawks have a chance to squeak in. Um, it's very un- unlikely, but um, that's just, you know, what I'm thinking. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to agree with you as far as uh, underdog in the East. I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs are a really good underdog. Um, this playoff format hurts them a little bit. It does because – you know, otherwise they would have been the third spot in their division. They, you know, they would have been in the playoffs. They would not have had to play this extra best of five game series. They're going to have to now. But with that said, I mean, I'm going to take them as my underdog for the same reason that you did, Nate. They have a lot of talent. I mean, you know, I look at their talent and I think, you know, they've got John Tavares. They've got Austin Matthews. They've got Mitch Marner and William uh, Nylander. And I think all – all of those guys are, you know, great goal scorers. Um, they're guys who can put up, you know, a lot of offensive production. So, like I said a few times already, talent, I think, is going to be king in this restart. So, I think that we might have to look out for the Toronto Maple Leafs to make a run at the Stanley Cup just because of the sheer talent that they have on their mm-hmm. roster. Even though they underperformed this season, a lot of people, again, had them picked to win the Stanley Cup before the year started, I think all that talent might propel them uh, to a Stanley Cup champion as an as an underdog this year. All right, uh, so to close it out, let's just talk expectations for our teams really quick. Um, you know, I look at the Flyers and I, you know, I'm looking at the pros and cons and I'm a little bit conflicted. I look at the Flyers and I think, well, they don't start well. That could, really, that could really hurt them. You know, historically, the Flyers, the guys they have on their roster, they don't start hot. They, they start pretty poorly over the first 20 games or so. Uh, you add into the mix the fact that Elaine Vigneault, his teams don't really start hot historically, you know, going back to the Rangers. Um, but I look at the chemistry that the Flyers have. I look at the depth, you know, the depth scoring that they have. I mean, they probably you – could, you could probably make the argument that they have – the best depth scoring in the entire league. So I'm conflicted about the Flyers. Um, I think that they're a really solid team, but I think that this this restart and this playoff format, it doesn't really ha- – it, it just doesn't help them. Um, I mean, they had so much momentum. I, I mean, you can make the same argument for the Avalanche. They had so much momentum, uh, and I think that, you know, this restart is potentially going to kill that momentum. Ian, what are your expectations for the Flyers? So, as I said before, I do think we have a shot at the Cup. And honestly, if we were not in this top four seed, I would have already counted us out. But 
like you said, we start slow, but, you know, because like you said, Lane Vigneault's teams historically start slow. The Flyers typically don't play well those first 20 games to get over that hump. But I think what really helps us so much is our chemistry and the fact that our, we're getting back some guys, some really key pieces that we were going to lose for a while there. Um, I mean, we were going to lose Carter Hart for two weeks um, right when the season stopped. We, were go- we haven't had Nolan Patrick for the whole season, and now it's looking like he's going to come back. Um, not to mention, I believe, I think it was Provorov had some minor injury. He was going to be out for like a week or two. Um, but I look at this and I think we are going to be a 100% healthy team. Our chemistry is, I would say, might be some of the best, if not the strongest chemistry in the NHL. I mean, we played so well together. We played with purpose. We played like a team that was super hungry. And I, as much as I hate saying this, I really do believe that Oscar Lindblom was what really united this team together. The second that he was diagnosed with cancer, this team just completely like rallied and unified right behind him. And we played out of our minds since then. I mean, I remember we played like, I think it was like out of 15 games, we won like 12 or something crazy like that. Um, I believe we are going to play with a purpose in this. This season is for Oscar Lindblom. And I firmly believe that we're going to come out hungry and we're going to get it. I really do. Um, The only thing that does concern me, though, is the slow start. But like I said, I think that buffer is what's really – I don't think we're going to win a single game in that three-game stretch. But I think after that, we get some time to kind of re- refocus, readjust. And that's when I think we're going to come out of the gate. Yeah. So, Nate, what are your expectations for the Blackhawks? I mean, you talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, you kind of said that you, you picked them as an underdog. But at the same time, you said if you're looking at it realistically, you don't have them winning against the Oilers in that first round. So what are your expectations for this team as a whole? It's, it's tough. Um, before I do that, I did actually have a little unbiased Flyers uh, breakdown. Just, you know, I, I'm not super into the Flyers shocker, um, but I did see some interesting things. I think you guys are so right that this slow start, you know, they have to have. I think that it may not seem important, but the round robin, they need to not place last. They need to either be 3-0, and 2-1, and 1-2, and trying to get that first, second, or third seed. Not just for their confidence to show that they still have that momentum, but also I think it's so important that if the Penguins do win their series, you don't want to be playing the Penguins round one because that's just going to drain either team so much because those teams, when they go at it, it's such a, it's such a battle, you know, physically, mentally. And so I think it's important for them to make sure that they don't have the Penguins to deal with that first round. Um, but I think that they have one of the, they, if, if this, you know, pandemic didn't happen, they'd be, you know, Stanley cup favorites. Um, but I think they still can be, you know, I think that they, are going to be uncertain of if they have the same momentum. Um, I don't think they lost their team chemistry. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Now onto the Blackhawks. Yeah, I talked about it's a tough um, situation. I don't think any of them expect to be playing right now in the playoffs. Um, so if you look at the last two months of how the bang, or I've said the Bengals, see them, uh, uh, the Blackhawks, if you look at their season, they um, actually did pretty well. They, uh, almost beat the Bruins, but the Bruins got some stupid calls and they beat them in shootouts. Um, they went toe-to-toe with the Avalanche, beating them. Uh, they beat the Oilers twice. They beat the Winnipeg Jets. They were playing some high-caliber teams. They beat the Maple Leafs, stuff like that. They made a good push in the end. Um, so I don't know how that will impact, you know, their playing now, if they can continue to carry that. I do see some issues with coaching, though. Um, uh, Jeremy Colleton, I don't like him. Um, I think that he should have been gone last year after the first two years of disappointment and I think that'll be a you know a problem for the Blackhawks but the thing with Patrick Kane is he doesn't care who's coaching him he's going to score you know 90 points in the season 100 points in the season regardless of what happens um, I think it'll really come down to um, these players that have been injured for a couple of months there's uh, Calvin DeHaan a defenseman he's not the biggest player but he was plus 15 I think on the ice which is such an important thing um, you got Duncan Keith coming back, Brent Seabrook, 
a lot of defensive guys, veterans that are clutch in the playoffs. Um, they know what to do. They've been in there a lot. And so I think that the Blackhawks have a lot of potential. Um, I think that they can, you know, play with, play with the big boys and, you know, battle them out. But um, I just don't see them going very far, if at all, you know, if this happens. I'm optimistic because, you know, I know the power of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves in the playoffs and even, you know, Alex Dabrinkit and other players. And I know that they can, they can perform, but I feel like they, uh, the team had already given up on the season, so to say, with not being able to make the playoffs. So I'd love to see them succeed, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, what their mentality and um, momentum is because they didn't have nowhere near the momentum of the, the avalanche of the Flyers, but they were doing something. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how both teams play out. Yeah, so before we close out this edition of uh, NHL podcast, looking forward to the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. let's give our, our unbiased, you know, we've given some underdogs, but let's give our unbiased pick for who we think our Stanley Cup champion is. Uh, really quick, I'll say, you know, I've talked about the Bruins a little bit. Um, I've talked about their talent, their depth, their goaltending, their experience. For me, they're my Stanley Cup champion. What about you, Ian? Um, it's really hard for me to overcome my bias as a Flyers fan, but looking at it completely holistically, I mean, all, all the Flyers really have to go off of is chemistry and a prayer that they held on to the momentum that they had. So in, in reality, I think the Bruins, I have to agree with you, the Bruins are going to take it. Because I really can't stress enough how much their physicality as a team is just going to shock the rest of the opponents that they will go up against. Um, Their bodies aren't going to be used to it. They're mentally not going to be used to taking those hits. And they hit hard, the Bruins. Not to mention they have impeccable goaltending. I mean, even when it's like the one goes out, the other goes in, there's Mm -hmm. no difference whatsoever. I mean, both of them are so good. I think that each of their goals against average is like below two and a half or something ridiculous like that. Um, Not to mention they're just an offensive powerhouse. Um, They're just such a complete team with chemistry and everything involved. As much as I, I really hate saying it because I really am hanging on to the prayer that the flyers can hang on to that chemistry and momentum that they had. But I, I completely and totally removing bias. I would have to take the Bruins. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the goaltending tandem of Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak, like yeah. you said, I think it's going to be too difficult for other teams to overcome Yeah, you know, when you're looking at all the other things that the Bruins have as a team. Nate, do you want to give your pick and then close us out? Yeah, yeah um, you know, my completely unbiased opinion, I'm going to pick the Chicago – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to pick uh, the Colorado Avalanche and um, – I think I agree with you guys. I think the Bruins will do good. I think it'll be Bruins avalanche, but um, something that's interesting is the question is, will the avalanche continue their momentum? If you look at the two games that the Bruins and the avalanche played, the avalanche outscored them, I think eight to three. And this was pre before the new year. So this was before they caught their momentum. So they, I I don't know what it is, but they just have the number on the, um, the Bruins. Um, I think that it'll be one of the best Stanley cups in a long time. It'll suck for me because I really hate both teams. But um, the Avalanche, I think just not only if they have momentum or don't have momentum, they just have the talent and coaching and so many things going for them that they could, um, you know, battle out the Bruins. They, ha- they apparently, you know, they have the number. They won 4-1 to one and then 4-2 to two, uh, even before their momentum. So it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to have the Bruins number. But I have the Avalanche winning this one. Um, it'll be a close Stanley Cup. It'll be very entertaining to watch. Um, but, yeah, that's who I have. Um, so, yeah, guys, that was our NHL podcast with mm-hmm. all this new stuff coming out. We'll be keeping you guys updated with, you know, um, the future games when the playoffs start. We'll be covering that because it's going to be really exciting, unlike any other playoff. Um, you know, e- even with, you know, basketball and baseball, it's still it's going to be so different. I'm excited to see who can emerge and use these um, – you know, these different circumstances that pop off. Um, you know, obviously you got the two guys rooting for the Flyers. You got me rooting for the Blackhawks. Um, but yeah, we'll be, you know, covering everything. Um, yeah, I, I love talking about hockey. I'll talk about it all day. Any uh, closing statements from you guys? Um, 
Go go Flyers. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any more questions or comments to, you know, for us to discuss, just leave them in the comments below. Make sure to like, subscribe, check out our uh, other podcasts. But yeah, uh, we'll see you guys in the next one, whenever it will be, whenever, you know, we, the playoffs start. But thank you for sticking along with us, guys. And we will see you later. Congo. That one gloved down by Erickson. Builder to hit now. And Mike with ball. Oh, my. He's run into by Bolin. Right back ahead comes Seabrook with a shot. He scores! And then the eventual goal scorer is going to work himself into that area, and that's Brent Seabrook. The hit, picks up the puck, and Seabrook comes in, takes a quick wrist shot right over the glove of Jimmy Howard. The neutral zone, not a lot of room all night long. Seabrook finds it. Quick little wrister, skate left, shoot right. And the reaction from the Blackhawk bench.